944 is ruining you. They handle so good. Yeah. yeah, it's so fun. And it's so playful and just like, it's a, it's like a, you know, you can drive it at nine tenths on the back roads at, or ten tenths. Yeah, all of the tenths. And be all like, of the tenths. and be fully safe. You yeah. know, you're not, you're not going to get yourself killed. A torque gear, uh, Miata essentially. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the ultimate 940, no offense, would have an LS in it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the chassis can handle it? Yeah. 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 It's such a, I mean, we used to, back when I first started, we up at Fort Hill Motorsport in, um, in Seattle or in the outskirts, we used to build 944s and Greg, my old boss would take 944 turbos and they'd make making 400 wheel. Whoa. And they were animals. You know, they'd have JRZs on them, Hoosiers, solid bushings. Rad. And they're just animals on track. It was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, they they do pretty. I always I always told myself that if I blow the if I blow the engine on this one, I'll just go to like get one of those Renegade kits yep. or something and just throw an LS in it. Even I, though I, I don't even like yearn for tons of power, but it's just the simplicity of it and yeah. stuff. I think because you know you go through timing belts enough, and I like I have a bad head gasket in mine right now. Actually, no, I, I went through so many of those engines because I could only afford junkyard engines at the time. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. You'd go out, you'd qualify, start getting rod knocking. Please make it through the race. You it's know? the one number three or something. Yeah, number three. And yeah. I was always just now too cheap and too lazy to do the oil pan mod. Yep. Oil, you know, and just fix everything up. Oh, was so he oil starvation problems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah in whatever left or right, I forget which turns or whatever. But nine nine six is good oil starvation problems as well, right? Yeah, they uh, the oil pools up in the cam towers, and then so they used to have a mod where you'd cut the valve cover and have a pipe, a scavenge pipe running from the back of the valve cover on number three and six back to the front scavenge pump, and that would help. But then. I think they just corrected it with larger. Oh, okay. This and that. So the nine nine seven it was fixed. Yeah, nine nine seven was was correct. Gotcha. All right. So we got a little special edition going on here. There's some. Welcome talk. to driving while awesome. My name is Lane. I'm Art, and you are. I'm Batim. Oh wow, the technical guy. <laughs> I can be technical. <laughs> yeah, sweet man. So yeah, awesome to be here. Uh, we just our, our buddy Patrick Stevenson, who's somewhere in the building. Hello. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we synced up earlier today. Um, I, I'm sure the people on our feed and our podcast already know we came down to pick up an NSX today and decided to swing by, um, you know, BBI. And Patrick is doing some work here on a 996. So it was rad to finally meet. I know we've been talking about meeting for a while, but Tim, so yeah. it's cool and to be here. Yeah, socks and the car. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they're awesome. Cool. Are you rocking them now? Nah, <laughs> if that if that would have worked out, that would be. How's that for some? Yeah, uh, that would be miracles. great. Yeah. I'm rocking mine right now. I think. Uh, yeah, I got the proper. Yeah, killing it. Sweet dude. So I mean, really cool facility. Like Thank I mean, and I gotta be very honest with you. Like you know, I really expected what Ruben had mentioned. Like kind of like you guys were a little quaint little shop in the back of somewhere. You guys are a pretty damn legit facility, man. I mean, yeah, th- proper engine room, proper like you know, you guys have five lifts in here. Five lifts. Five, yeah, five lifts. Cool. Uh, corner balance alignment. Then we have a small fab shop. Uh, where I didn't show you. I have a CNC machine in the back office or the back shop that I haven't got up and running yet. But that's awesome. Project next. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah. yeah, you guys have a nice little closed lot out back. Out, out back, yeah. and then no, we got we got lucky. We used to be across the street, uh-huh. and you know the the old shop was about forty two hundred square feet, and then. Like I said, this play, I was looking for another building because our lease was going to run out. And this came up. This is actually the ex-overhauling building. Oh, no way. Once once their contract went out, you know, I was still friends with the guys. We'd do stuff back and forth with each other. And um, once the contract ran out, the owner of the building came over. Hey, do you want to buy it? I'm like, I can't afford to buy a building. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. So I I strong-armed him the leasing it to me. 
So it worked out. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, so how many square feet is this place? Uh, this one altogether is 12,100. Wow, that's and great. then the, to me, that's not the, the cool part is the closed lot and the, yeah. you know, super, so, yeah. very secure for your customers' yeah. cars yeah, and everything. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long have you guys been here? Just about a year. Okay. Yeah. So you guys aren't going to pull like an Evo sport and just like, Go out of business and no, fuck everyone that's over not because the plan. you went to a big shop. Yeah, no. No, we luckily, when we moved over to this shop, we we were bursting at the seams there, so we prepared for it. And, okay. And we took small bites when we moved here. They, we redid the back, you know, and got the lifts, and we actually only had the three lifts in, and we we drove them over here, installed, actually dropped one on my leg. You know, it's not, oh, not a pretty sight. And then um, did the back of the shop, and then after that was settled, then we did the offices, and then obviously you can see we're still – and then, then we did the front of the the showroom. So it's – I mean, it's a, our lease runs up in four years. I think we're just going to be finally unpacked. And then yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit, what are we going to do? Oh, and man. So, and yeah. then you'll get the, well, you better buy the building know, or else – we're going to lease it for twice as much or something right. like that. Yeah. Luckily, I have an option to extend it. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I mean, uh, for our listeners, kind of in a nutshell, I mean, BBI, is it Autosport or Motorsport? Officially? Autosport. Autosport. Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys are pretty well known for your Pikes Peak efforts, and you guys do some pretty awesome builds, specifically very Porsche-centric. Yeah. I know you've done some kind of offshoots stuff, but um, like kind of in a nutshell, what do you guys do? What are like some current projects that you think would kind of uh, exemplify what you guys work on? Well, you um, you hit it because every, everybody here who works here is kind of ex-motorsport or they want to be there, yeah. you know? So we ended up um, starting the company as kind of a side project long ago. All I wanted to do was race cars, and I didn't know how I was going to get there. So yeah. here comes, B, you know, like, oh, I got to start a company, you know? But before that, I started working for Porsche Motorsport met a lot of good people. And um, as we built this place up, just kept – trying to build the team 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 and now what we tune the porsches we 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 try to bring a kind of a geeked out approach to everything we 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 push the envelope on manufacturing we push the envelope on all the development and and um and you know we try to get early to you know go into a four liter and a 991 turbo doing a 4.25 liter in the in the gt3s and then you know our cup engine program is pretty pretty good right now too so we've we've got a lot of engines running in poc and pca and, awesome um but that's that's what gets us out of a bed and from that we started our parts line which roll bars street cup suspension packages um and we just started that last year right when we moved in here and we we're able to then you know service other shops and they they're now installing bbi components on Oh, awesome! On, on oh, cool. So you guys have a bunch of like hard goods that you're selling, yeah. actually. Yeah, and that's that's actually been really awesome. We've met a lot of really really cool independent shop owners, small mm-hmm. and big. Um, and it's just it, it, it's the coolest part is seeing how passionate everybody is. They just reek of, you know, if they see a nicely machined part that's been surfaced and like a lot of time taken on it, then hard anodized and etched, they're like, oh, this is nice. You know, those are those are the people we like to. Awesome. Yeah. So, what are some of those parts? Uh, control arms for the 991 <laughs> GT3 and RS GT4. They, you know, just to get rid of the rubber spherical bearings. It's all billet. Uh, we do a, a clutch slave cylinder for the 996 and 997 turbos. That yeah, you, know, you that. always run. You always they, they, the the pressure accumulators always go out on these things. So, and then people started doing these conversions where they take a GT2 uh, slave, 
make a mount, do a hose, do everything. So I wanted to develop something that was just literally one part. Yeah. Just instead of the 11, it's one part. And that turned out really nice. Feels good. You know, and that's that's been one of our more popular items. Our our power packages, we don't really sell, sell, send out too much, but, you know, exhaust and intercoolers and things so like that. So you guys selling the, um, like, the master, or it's a master cylinder? Slave cylinder. Slave cylinder. Yeah. Are you selling that through, like, Pelican or any of these kind uh, of... Pelican just picked us up. So they they've started to carry some of our parts, and they're doing kind of a, a trial to see uh-huh. how that goes. I think they they bought a couple roll bars, some actually quite a bit of the uh, the slave conversions, and we what we've never saw coming. But dealerships, the Porsche dealerships, they have people. Obviously, their customers they don't want to turn away, but they want to go to the track. So they've been doing mm. our roll bars and our street cup packages, and the you know the harness mounts for the lower seats on the. Later, you know, yeah, that's killer. Yeah, so that that's been awesome. And that's nice for you I guys too coming, because it's great. Yeah, and also running a business like this, you're kind of like logistically, you're making as much as you can work. Yeah, so you can, you know, and that that's not always like covering all the bills, really. Yeah, so yeah, you're able to kind of Southern California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the real estate prices and everything, right? So you're able to kind of put a little bit on top of that, yeah. and and with with a product, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good thing. And then you guys are have you know good marketing and everything, and it seems like you guys are getting press and all that stuff. Yeah, so. no, it's all the guy. Especially this is actually one of the podcasts that I've really wanted to do. So I know you guys oh, are awesome. cutting it short, but I, yeah, I'm gonna come up and meet you guys at home and yeah, we'll, you we'll should definitely and drink some beers and. For sure. Wait, yeah. at home? You mean our home or, yeah, or your, you have another home up your there? Your home. <laughs> All right. no, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not like that yet. <laughs> but Tim absolutely. comes from money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right, like, right. Yeah. he's, he's an error of a... I'm a hundred error. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think I kind of know, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard you on other podcasts and stuff like that. So, I know your whole story, but you want to kind of, like, go through, like, a five-minute version or something? Yeah, I guess the quick and dirty. Um, yeah, so was passionate about cars. I got into this whole mess by getting a 67 Mustang. Was that your first car? Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. I was 14. I got it from my aunt. She was the second owner of the car and bought it for $800. Actually, my parents bought it for me, but uh, um, one more money wasn't enough. <laughs> Running and driving? No. Yeah, it was. And then oh. I ruined it because I got into high school and I went to the drag races and I cut the floor out and put a $100 fuel cell in it and tires that stuck out, air shocks and, you know, nice. one wheel peeling everywhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude. Open diff? Oh, yeah. Dang. Open diff. Until, you know, that was first off. And then, then I built a 351 Windsor in high school auto shop and I thought... It was awesome. You know, it had really small cam and small heads and no valve. I thought mm. the thing sounded amazing revving to six or 6,500 RPM <laughs> when it had no business being above 4,500. Right. I blew that up, and I blew transmissions up. And that's actually, you know, I was just obsessed with with cars my whole life. And so that got me started. And then, you know, washed cars in dealerships and and met a guy named Greg Fordall up at up in Seattle because I worked as a lot guy at this place called Park Place and he had a race team behind. They were racing a 993 RSR at the time. And I thought that was the, I mean, bananas. That You know, like yeah. you go from doing one-wheel peel-outs going up a hill when it's raining if you're lucky to looking at a 993 RSR. So yeah. I'd hang out at his shop. He ended up hiring me and I went to mid-Ohio with him when I was 18 years old because one of their tire changers got sick. But I wasn't going to change tires. I was just cleaning the car, running tires back and forth and trying to help out. Mm. And turned out I got to change tires, and and he's like, you're trainable. And I ended up getting fired from my job for leaving, so then he hired me. He was forced to. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. Guys. I'm like, hey, you got you <laughs> like, I need a my job. job. Yeah. Like, eight bucks an hour. <laughs> I can't get, you know. And uh, 
and then he hired me, and then from then on, it turns out he was the chassis engineer and still is for Alex Job Racing, which oh. yeah, totally. was Porsche's you know, motorsport arm in North America. And he ended up taking me to a couple of ALMS races with them, and I met the guys at Porsche Motorsport. Long story short, got a job there just by, hey, I want to tour here, you yeah. know, and got a job there. And then I always wanted to start my own company, and then we did. You know, and then, uh, you know. So you just up and started BBI? It was, yeah. So it was, it was a long road. Um, it was, uh, it, and, uh, you know, that's when ignorance is bliss, right? Just, all right, forget it. I don't care if I live in my Volkswagen. You yeah. know, I had a small storage unit around the, not uh, like not even four miles from here that this guy, Gary, said, hey, you can rent the little, where I store all my cars next door, but there's no front door. There's no power. There's no anything. So you'd get a job. You'd build, put a lift in, you know, and at the time I was, Back in the day, the, uh, I was couldn't after I left Porsche, I couldn't afford to stay anywhere, so I ended up back in my Volkswagen at Huntington State Park, which I thought was awesome. You know, it was what amazing. kind of Volkswagen? The GTI VR6. Oh, there you go. All right, so yeah, so you would uh, maybe uh, full, or would you sleep in the front seat, or <laughs> no, lean, lean back, <laughs> lean back? Yeah, and then I'd wake up, I'd go swim because I was from Washington, and it was warm here all the oh, time. Okay. I'd go swim, take a shower at the park. And then go to work. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the best thing ever, you know. And then yeah. my buddy Dustin, he's like, "You got to stay on my couch." And then got got things together and and ended up, I guess, kind of making this work. That's and cool. And what year did what year was BBI started? That we in the it was the summer of two thousand five when I started it on the side. But I was still working for Porsche. But when uh-huh. I went full time to BBI, when it yeah. really stung leaving Porsche, was in two thousand seven. So right before the economy crashed. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. When how started, how was it? Was it bad? It was. Like I said, ignorance was bliss, and I ended up. But you're dealing with Porsche. I like, ended up really lucky because I didn't have any overhead. Yeah. I just had barely rent to pay, you know. And I'll be honest, I had no business working on Carrera GTs and 959s. Yeah. But being that I came from Porsche, mm. I had a little bit of like I could use that. Uh-huh. And sure enough, in my little storage unit, I had a 959 that we're Shit. redoing, and then I had. Uh, a Carrera GT that we we're doing a clutch in and literally had no business doing it. So I was mm-hmm. able to start paying the bills and it, yeah, I look back now, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was the most, but like I said, they so, give this kid this like twenty twenty thousand dollar clutch job yeah. in a career in a career. Yeah, it was 19 grand and that was the most yeah. money I've ever seen in one place in my entire life, yeah. you know, and then here we are, you know, and it worked. Yeah. It kind of worked. And then I got to drive one. I was 27 yeah, yeah. years old. Literally, no business doing that. Did they have so new tires? Because I hear that bad. At that time, the car was only two years old. So well, there you go. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. So it all started from that little storage unit and just basically just kind of like projects, yeah. maintenance essentially. And then. Yeah, uh, that maintenance, doing a lot. I, I got from the racers group an account where I was building some engines for them for the GS program. That allowed me to bring uh, a guy named Joey down and Jared. Jared's our engine builder. Joey and I actually partnered up. And basically, we split the shop down the middle. I said, I'll run the, the front of it. You run the back of it. Mm. And that's kind of how, how we started doing it. And then um, the, that engine program helped us out a lot. And things just kept progressing. You know, it's, mm. it never was a smooth road, but I was so ignorant and so enamored by everything and in awe. The awe part was like, I was just, I can't believe this is happening. We're doing this. This is amazing. Every day was rad, but it was, yeah. I didn't know. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing. And yeah, you didn't still, have like I don't a know real solid you know? <laughs> yeah. We're just kind of in the same, you know, eight years later, kind of doing the same thing. But uh, no, but it, it's, when you step back and you look at it, it's pretty interesting. And I, I got to say the, the only thing that helps get you to the next level or anything is your team. That's it. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think you can do it on your own, you're high. 
or you can be high and but you you know whatever but you, you uh you're crazy the bad high the yeah bad, if you want to scale something and grow you can't do it on your own because what the thing that taught me the most is i thought i was a badass at porsche i was cocky 26 year old and i when i started the business the thing that i found i wasn't doing is what i was good at you know i was going to home depot buying mop buckets i was trying to figure out quickbooks i was you know, talking to customers, I, you know, doing all the shit that you should have paid attention in school. Yeah. I, was, I was starting to try to do that. Well, I dropped out of high school so I could work on my car. At, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you had, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are better than you at what you do in your your little area was. I think I owe being here today to the people that have been around me. You know, so it's it's like releasing control. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah, but then sometimes the blind lead the blind, and you actually just have to step back and and let the people around you work, you know, and, yeah. and do it, and because they're they're nine times out of ten better than you are at it. Yeah, yeah. But so your uh, your main objective now is just kind of everything. So you guys are doing servicing, I see. Yeah, building race cars, whatever, or building. Yeah, we're kind of toys. We used to, when we first started. I was taking Mercedes jobs on and building exhaust systems. I was doing. Lamborghini, you know, whatever I could get my hands on, I was mm. doing. And we narrowed our focus in the last three years just right back to Porsche, you know, and let's just focus on the 911. And then the GT4 came out and we're like, we can't, you know, let's do the GT4. But we've, as we narrowed our focus, it allowed us to, as you said, start addressing service, start, you know, like dealer alternative service, start addressing, you know, race car prep so we can go do some, some fun Pikes Peak events and things like that. And then we... Uh, our parts manufacturing and that that part is its own little monster itself and then you know so the the engine department I, it's like different little areas of the yeah. business that that as we've narrowed our focus it allowed us to spread and give you know our bandwidth was open back up so no that's super it's exciting too like I think everything you've done makes it so you can build those parts too like have the ability to sell those parts if yeah. you're just some Dude, like building roll bars, like yeah. who's gonna buy your roll bar, right? right. It's yeah. because you have a reputation. You know, it's because you've kind of created this this name, this brand that people would want that roll bar or you know this or that piece, right? I so. agree, I agree, and I think, um, and those have just been some of those builds have just been our our kind of living vicariously through our customers who have the money to actually do it, you know, and and. Uh, in turn turns into a marketing exercise instead of us taking money that we don't have and trying to do some traditional print media something mm. like that to to generate excitement for our products let's just build some crazy shit and enjoy it and have a good time with it and then that in itself people are like wow that's awesome you know yeah. that's cool i i don't want to go that way but do you have a set of control arms for my car because i feel the the porsche dance around an on-ramp with a bump i want to i want to sort that out you know cool let's let's do it and that's that's been a lot of fun yeah yeah, yeah. Is, are there any kind of highlight kind of cars right now sitting in your shop that you'd like i mean something like that that you are essentially building out of like passion that someone is sort of because it sounds like you're living vicariously through your customers they're handing you sort of like these dream projects and you're just like let's do this you know i i have a hand i have five about five favorite builds all of which want, some are emotional some are more like technical some you know mm. but two of which are here right now there's ara's car which is the the dot one green gt3 that we did the 4.25 but we built that whole car up i mean every component is built up together and not just putting a 500 and something wheel car 
or engine in a car, it's it's the the dampers, the the brakes, the the whole car just. I mean, it's it's just when you drive it, you're just it's like, a balance car. Yeah, you just you just don't want to get out of it. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's and it's a very very well sorted balanced car. Um, Project Swan. It's a little scarier, but that that car is a just a raw beast that you you know driving an early 911 that's to me that that I drove a 1967 911 at an autocross course right when I moved to California and mm. that literally cemented it, I don't want to drive anything else except for early 911s that car is the closest to get having that that focus that you need and that um you know the connection you get with the car uh-huh. yeah. that you that a lot of people say that the water cooled cars are numb down and kind of you don't have that connection with it yeah uh, you know that that car gives it back. Gotcha. And What's that, been done to it? That one is essentially like uh like the Pikes Peak project, but street legal. You and know? It's a so just like a stock. It's a nine nine seven point one turbo mm-hmm. that we converted to wheel drive. Uh, we took as much weight out of it as possible. We took a GT three engine and tore it down. Put all of our what we do <laughs> normally our three eight package, turned into a three eight turbo pistons, rods, crank, light and balance. Uh, change the valves, cams, intake manifold, and so now we have a very usable 700 horsepower at the tires on wastegate spring, hmm. and that's a uh, that's 0.9 bar, so se- yeah, 706 at the ground, and when we run it up to 1.8 bar, it's 940 <laughs> at the tires. <laughs> but honestly, you can't. You just run it at wastegate at the track, and it mm-hmm. makes so much torque, and it's so responsive, and it's yeah. so much fun to drive. Yeah, and it revs out to 9,000 RPMs. That's wild. Yeah. And, I mean, just like I don't understand how it's possible to have that be a balanced machine, but I guess it's all in the chassis tuning and proper suspension. Yes. Yeah, the the subframes, um, the everything has been replaced. All the geometry has been, rec- been corrected. You know, it's got a 10-inch wide front wheel, 12-inch mm. rear. Um, in street trim, we do 275s and 325s on it. So it's got a big footprint. It's on Hoosiers? It's on Hoosiers right yeah. now, yeah. Uh, and it's... yeah. Actually, you guys know Lee Keen. Yeah. He yeah. actually just drove the car, and he he's like, I didn't know what to expect. Got out of the car, he goes, this car is actually surprisingly e- easy to drive. He goes, I know it's trying to kill you the whole time, but <laughs> but he's like, it's actually, it, it goes where you want it. It puts yeah. the power down well. And Jared... He's he's got the traction control tuned pretty awesome on it. You can mm. you can hang it out and it just holds you there. You know, yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's the key. It's like it's if you know how to drive, it does everything right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing silly shit, like you know, you're gonna get in trouble. But like if you if you know how to, you know, it'll hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the key. Yeah, right? like, you don't want to be going 120 miles an hour in a sweeper and then lift mid corner and step on the brakes. I mean, like, you have to know how to drive a yeah. Porsche. Yeah, right. But like, I guess yeah. that's where it's like a 67 911 with yeah. 130 horsepower. Oh, yeah. It would do the same thing, exactly right? Exactly the so, same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So you're yeah. saying, I mean, it's on a whole different level. You, but yeah, you get out of that 67 911 after hammering it. You're still, you still have the shakes, you yeah. know. And it's only 130 horsepower. This one's 700 of the ground, yeah. and you have the same shakes, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. But it's it's that connection that that, you know, it's like some people get, uh, some people go to yoga to to meditate and to have a singular focus, right? Some people do. When you drive, uh, I think when you drive a 911, yeah, and you're able to, and then you get out of it. You, you are no matter what you're doing, and then all of a sudden you feel a little more relaxed when you're done. And your mind was just focused on one thing. I think that's one mm. of the greatest things. It's pretty I can, pretty. I rad. can agree with that. So are you like a lot of us? We're old, you know. We're like old men now. Um, I think we're all around the same age, like mid 30s yeah. kind of thing. But uh, where you, you're kind of like you get kind of jaded by it all, and then you're like, fuck it, I'll just I'll like. It's almost like too much. 
and you can kind of go back to basics and like, do you want these cars? Would you want, I mean, I guess that's like, that's it's like, like yes, it's, yes. It's like killing your business. It's not really though. Cause obviously yeah. people want them. They're rad. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're awesome. But is it something that you would want? Or like I've heard you talk about your 2.5 or 2.7 Boxster. I forget mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. How you love that car. It's just a balanced little. Yeah. Kind of slow car fast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I drove a smart car daily for like yeah. Four so years. do you do you enjoy that as much as you enjoy these high horsepower things, or is it it's just different? I'll it's be, just different strokes. That's a kind good question. You know, I, I've lost that awe for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that you get jaded. You drive an eight hundred fifty horsepower yeah. GT two, and then then you're hopping in a brand new nine nine one turbo, and you're like, oh, this car feels soft. Yeah, I've that was a little bit ago, and then. Actually, you know what? Having my son four months ago has really like watching his awe in everything. It's it's actually reinvigorated me to to take and not lose that and not be jaded by those things, you know, and and appreciate every ounce of everything. Mm-hmm. You hear the engine, you hear, you know, and just watching him, everything is new and everything is exciting. I'm like talking to him, I'm like, don't ever lose that mm-hmm. that that wonder and that awe, you know. I think that's like essential, and it's. I'm starting to really, really get back into like the basics and and really enjoying the small little things about you know the nuances about the early right. cars. The I don't it doesn't need to have a million horsepower. Like if you know I would love to drive an '85 Targa, you know, bone stock and yeah. just feel the the bananas, the banana <laughs> arms and like the loose suspension and just yeah, yeah the light for yeah, hand. And, and, and like- I think. The coolest part is I'm I'm starting to really find joy in everything that I, whether it's a SUV or you know there's just starting to just appreciate everything again and yeah. I think that's cool and it's funny when you're working so hard in a business and you're so focused whether you're focused or not you're a scatterbrain maniac like most of the times I am you, you don't you don't get to enjoy these these things yeah. you know and 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 the days click by and you stop you, you know until the lights are off and the sh- shop's quiet and you're looking around and you're like holy crap look what's in here yeah you know that's dude because this is like some kids wet dreams right like i would have i remember back in the day when when i used to ride my bike in washington state there was a z28 camaro going up a hill and this is burned so deep in my head uh-huh. and it was raining and he got on the throttle past us and i remember him like you know, wheel hopping a little bit and starting to spin the tires. Yeah. And I thought that was like, that thing has enough to power to spin the tires while yeah. it's rolling. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest <laughs> shit on the planet. And that's what I'm starting to get back into. Like, I'm starting mm-hmm. to really, I'm, I'm loving it, you know? Like, Put it all in like perspective, in other, in yeah. perspective yeah. for, you're just realizing how special everything is. I murdered to work yeah. here, you know? Yeah. And if I have a bad day and I go away all pissed, just don't I want to kick your, myself in the face. It's just don't like, tell I'm, your I'm like an up. idiot thinking, mm. you know, that I'm stressed out about, I mean, obviously you get stressed out, but like the perspective, as you said, yeah. the perspective of it all is like, I, I'm doing what I love and this yeah. is, you know, and, yeah. you know, I pay extra for insurance so all the customers, anybody can walk in the back of the shop like it's theirs because that's what I'd want to do, uh-huh. you know? I'd love to, if I was spending my money at a shop, I'd love to just be able to go out, shoot the shit, maybe go to lunch with the guys, whatever, you know, like tinker in the engine room when my engine's being pulled apart. Like I had a guy come down and he's a Boeing engineer and we taught his 964 engine that I was showing you guys the part is for just a standard rebuild. Yeah. He was just, I was watching him just geek out on the small things and looking at Mm. the wear patterns on the rocker arms and how the cam's pitting a little bit, you know, and I just saw how like stoked he was on that. That's pretty cool. You know, that's awesome for sure. Yeah. Cause to you guys. I mean, it sounds like it is something, you know, it's a cool little project, but it could be just like, whatever, we're just building this engine. 
to I, that guy, it's it's like his baby. Yeah. He loves that car. Yeah. Enough to have you guys build this like basically back to stock engine for him, just completely stock. Yeah. And Jared, our engine builder, is loving it too. He's just like, you know what? It's cool to like just. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. We get to rebuild it and like polish everything. And mm-hmm. you know, I was just talking to Jeff Gamroth up in in Oregon. I'm going to send him the rocker arms. He's like, oh no no, don't buy the new ones. They're all bullshit. I'll I'll blueprint these out for you. Uh-huh. He's the air cooled master, and we go back and forth. And he helps me out on this stuff. And um, it's cool to like just like, just talking to him about rocker arms while you guys were downstairs mm. for 20 minutes. You know, I was yeah. just learning about. That that sometimes the the profile on the end of the rocker isn't square to the you know isn't perpendicular to the the bore and the bushing. He's like, oh, we reboot. I was like, damn, I didn't even. That's that's cool. You didn't even think about that. And he he was just geeking out about it, just stoked on it. You know, he's been doing this as long as I've been alive. That's epic. And that's actually like one thing. Like the more you're speaking, like that's something that I I can put myself in that scenario where it's like, because I'm a super nerdy, geeky person too. Like in terms of the details and like, yeah, the sheer performance, building these amazing machines. Like it's like more of it's about like the sum of its parts and getting there. And I think yeah, the driving experience is accelerating and all that, but it's like not so much about like. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a product of of the how do you how do you put this? It's it's not so much okay like just aiming for the sheer performance, right. but like as you're creating these things and perfecting everything and experiencing everything, like that experience produces like the best fucking pro like the best car, right? The best balanced yeah. car. Like I don't know, it's kind of like when they say you know like when if you're trying too hard to like achieve the thing up top, like you're probably gonna me- you're 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 focused on the wrong thing. It's right. like focus on the foundation, focus on what makes it. Mm-hmm. B, you know, right. like and exactly, and that's yeah. kind of like what that's I mean, and and that that's right. I mean, and so it's you're okay, jaded maybe by like sheer performance. It's like you've gone in such fast machines that it's like I can jump in a Pagani and maybe you can kind of giggle a little bit, but like, but it's more about the details, right? And like everything else that's important, right? But, yeah, like for example, I went, I've built cars way faster than a Carrera GT in every yeah. aspect: handles better, stops better, accelerates yeah. better, higher top speed, the whole bit, but. The owner of the Carrera GT downstairs took me for a ride in his car, and we went to Cars and Coffee. And the whole time, I was just like giggling like a little schoolboy, and I was just like, and I, I would press my my ass in the seat, and he was just cruising around five thousand RPMs and third gear, just making noise, and I'm like listening to this thing hum. He he steps on it. You hear in stereo, both throttles open up wow. from his side and my, you know, and like you could feel what Porsche was trying to achieve, yeah. you know, and like when you. It, 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 was, it was pretty cool. I was like, fuck, that's a badass experience. You know, anybody who ever gets a chance to drive it, even a passenger seat in a Carrera GT, hauling ass or not, cruising, just feel it. And like, and just like try to imagine Porsche taking a failed ALMS program or a failed uh, Le Mans program car that was, you know, the rules ruled it out. And they're like, shit, we need to build a street car. Yeah. You know, and then you can, you can mm-hmm. hear it and feel it. And it's pretty awesome. And make it into this awesome they kind of and they held back on that car too yeah but they just made a, a really visceral yeah that's cool it. car like yeah. right the last manly supercar i guess it really is i mean it's, like, a, it's a scariest shit car just from the <laughs> fact of like the the reputation it has yeah. but when he threw it into an on i mean we just did the uh the tires on it and a bunch of little tweaky things on it and he threw it into doing a clover leaf. And I got to admit, I was a little nervous because at first, I don't know how good of a driver he is. He's good. And then second, um, I don't know. I don't have the balls to take one of those things out on on ramp and see where the snap oversteer point is Mm. or whatever. But the thing was just you could the front end was just so, so good. I mean, I could see how people get overly confident on turn in. Uh And and then, oh, I'm I'm there's apex. I'm going to jump on the throttle and then have it go around on you. The rear end just just, out. It just felt so like 
instead of taking the set and then doing its thing, it just it turned in and was just there. And I was like, wow, you can feel proper. That's mm. what proper suspension geometry is like. Double yeah. double A arm, you know, it's like it's pretty cool. Yeah, so rad. Especially that's that's like a really classic like mid engine attribute too, yeah. right? Where it feels like it just kind of pivots around the right, middle, right? Like a top like. I mean, I haven't ridden in one, but I can only imagine. I'll definitely have to jump in one or. We'll see if we can get behind the wheel of one. Yeah. <laughs> we have to talk to the right people. Right, you, just right, to, right. you just have to give it no no throttle when you yeah. when yeah. you release the clutch, right? Or when you yeah, clutch off and then clutch off. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. Right. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I know. But it, like, you know, <laughs> I can see how people would make it so hard because the thing sounds so good. You're gonna yeah. want to like yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. One of I mean yeah, one, one of my one favorite sounding car. Yeah. So I mean, what do you think? I know we're kind of we got we probably got next thing. But we do always a trip up, man. We got it. We definitely got to sync up up in North. Cal, and uh, we'll definitely hang again. Awesome. Really, really yeah. appreciate you guys stopping by and saying what's up. Yeah, yeah it was great Thanks for having us. By. Yeah. Yeah. See you soon. Cool. See Later. You. Little little preview of uh, Tim and BBI. Say bye, Patrick. Later. Wait, you're supposed to say bye, Patrick. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, later. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing. And yeah, you didn't still, have like I don't a real know solid. Do <laughs> yeah. We're just kind of in the same, you know, eight years later, kind of doing the same thing. But.